It's Outside the Box, looking at democracy in many ways. Today's topic is Origins of U.S. Democracy. In the next two months, your intrepid pundit, hey, that's me, will take on a controversial topic, democracy, in a series of features. Are you ready? Here comes the first. Founders of our country learned a lot about democracy, which I would describe simply as, quote, rule by the people, end quote. They wrote a constitution to describe a government that would reflect those democratic beliefs. But where did their ideas come from? One source was likely the Greeks and Romans, especially the writings of Aristotle, Plato, and other ancient philosophers. The Greeks practiced direct democracy, where eligible males, but not women or slaves, came together, discussed an issue, and voted on it, with a majority deciding the question, sort of like a town meeting. But the ancients were not the only source of ideas. Colonists had other influences, such as the two legislative houses that made laws in Great Britain, and their own negative experiences with its monarchy. They undoubtedly knew about the Magna Carta, which promoted individual rights as a response to concentrated political power in the hands of a queen or king. Other contributions came from the Puritans in various religious teachings and European models like the Netherlands and Switzerland. Writers such as John Locke and Jean-Jacques Rousseau also influenced the authors of the Constitution. What the colonists may have known even more about was how their native neighbors practiced their own form of governance. We've heard about the influence of the six Iroquois Federation nations in the writing of the U.S. Constitution. Let me say a little more about that. I found several comments online, something like, quote, The U.S. Constitution owes its notion of democracy to the Iroquois tribes, including freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and the separation of powers, end quote. One incident confirming this is a 1744 treaty conference between Pennsylvania colonists and Iroquois chief Canasatego, who described the Iroquois Federation system. Ben Franklin was among those who heard about the Iroquois governance structure. This included policies regarding consensus decisions and local control by the six member nations, a confederacy for mutual protection, and individual rights and freedoms. These governance policies likely found their way into the Articles of Confederation and, later, the U.S. Constitution. Canasatego was reported to have suggested to Franklin that the colonies form a federation similar to the Iroquois Confederacy, which, as we know, did eventually happen. Colonists may have more may have also taken governance ideas from other native nations, such as the Cherokee and Shawnee, as well. One source of information about how Iroquois Confederacy nations governed themselves in the past and how they do it today in New York and Canada is Cahente Horn Miller's article, What Does Indigenous Participatory Democracy Look Like? Unfortunately, when it came to rights and voting, 
The U.S. Constitution left out a lot of people, women, slaves, and men who didn't own property. That wasn't true for the Iroquois. What does democracy mean to you? I'm Larry Danzinger, believing that we all need to have a say in whatever affects us.